Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Meet Seamus. He and his wife are driving in their new Citroen C5 Aircross SUV to her birthday dinner, which he forgot in a restaurant that she had to book. She married a cliché. This could be a very uncomfortable drive. Except the Citroen C5 Aircross SUV comes with advanced comfort seating and progressive hydraulic cushion suspension, making it a very comfortable drive indeed. Citroen. Engineered for comfort. See citroen.ie. Welcome to the Dope Black Dads podcast, a place where we are changing the narrative and having progressive conversations about black fathers, as well as creating a safe digital space for the community. This is the Dope Black Dad podcast. My name is Marvin Harrison. Today, this week is very, very an interesting week because we don't actually have a topic. We've decided that topics are for losers and we're friends. We can make something happen. There is almost a hundred years maybe slightly more than 100 years, that's quite sad, wealth of lived experience on this call. And we've never really come about a topic, but I think we're capable of doing something pretty special. We have Marvin and Marlon with us today. How are you, brothers? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, I'm well, thank you, man. I can't complain. Why do you always sound subdued? Can you sound a little bit more excited, like you're really happy to be here? Make me sound like how <laughs> oh, you man, do this, when this, you speak this to is the highlight of my. This is the highlight of my week. Like, this has this made my day, man. <laughs> 100%, man. This is what I got out of bed yeah. for seven minutes ago. <laughs> what, what do you get into bed for? Sleep. <laughs> Rest. <laughs> a break from the world. So just before we started, you guys were saying that you were talking about being an introvert. So basically, I, I have uh, someone come in to clean all my mattresses, carpets, and uh, uh, sofas. If you are a parent, you would know that all of these things get absolutely destroyed throughout the times. So we, every year, we try to make sure we clean all these things with a deep clean. So he just came and he had a whole bunch of equipment and needed help. And as a strong person in the house, it's very difficult with all my muscle that I don't help out. So... <laughs> that's what I was doing so I missed the whole conversation what were you talking about hold in terms on, of being on, an introvert extrovert you needed help <laughs> did you not think of that before Bro. are you paying for this service <laughs> I hate these guys you know I hate them when they come oh I'm trying to be a community leader here now come on <laughs> no think before <laughs> that's 10 pounds knocked off now <laughs> yeah that's what you're saying you must get a discount <laughs> trying to be a community man now whatever it's the pandemic it's been tough for people <laughs> Shall I help out? 
You know what's really funny is I have a natural desire to help out, yeah? Mm. But then it gets me into so much trouble because I just find myself committed to things that I have no business being committed to. <laughs> the way I say no now is it is a little bit offensive. So if you ever hear Marvin is an arsehole because he told me no, it's true. I told you no. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. We were, I was doing the Netflix talk and this guy came up to me and he was like, I was talking to somebody else and he just came in and he was just like, yeah. So like, that's a really good idea. I was like, what? <laughs> you, you. He's like, you know what? I really like your trainers, you know. Your trainers are sick. I was like, all right. So I turned back and talked to him, and he goes, "Yeah." So anyway, so like, what I'm doing now, yeah. He just started talking into this like monologue of of what his plans were for his future, and he was then he was like, "You know, it'd be sick if you could just introduce me to some of your connects, your clients. That'd be sick." And I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> really, so no. Yeah, like, yeah, not only do that. I uh, not no. want to do that, it doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't even sound fun. No, I don't know you. And no, <laughs> it's like most people who try to do that stuff is like, you know, oh, do you know what? I got a sign book from Meghan Markle. Do you want one? Yeah. <laughs> Give me that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just, you know, and, and I think some people try to exploit it. So if you do hear I'm an arsehole, it's probably true. I've become one because uh, of boundaries. I actually had a really good chat with uh, Agnes from Black Minds Matter just about what it's like leading communities and stuff it was just super interesting to hear mm. the things that reoccur and in every single space is like there is a lot of that around people just say that they want you to do stuff and it's just like in what universe do you think you could go up to a human being who has a job and a family and his own bills <laughs> to just like come work for me for free <laughs> no benefit that you don't know me so yeah. it's it's theme in our community always asking for, for support and you know you have to learn to say no that because that, that's a hard thing because people always be like oh you know you, you do great work and you mentor my son that's that's hard work and you know yeah that's, that's yeah, being a, yeah being an introvert that's hard work and your youth's on hella badness <laughs> yeah. I mean? I'm, I'm really strict when it comes to kids and young yeah. people you know i have a i just have a zero zero tolerance i have an absolute no and i think sometimes i feel like you know, you want to help the young people, but you've got to know where your gift is, you know. Mm. My gift isn't 13-year-olds, it isn't 18-year-olds, it's adults. So when I try to communicate things that I can't do it, like when I was just saying, when I was writing my kids' book and I was trying to say what I mean in terms of affirmations, yeah, for three-year-olds, probably you should have saw the edits that were coming back, bro. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe this word isn't going to land with three-year-olds. I was like, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe, maybe they don't understand what perpendicular means or like a chasm. <laughs> a chasm. It's out of touch. Yeah. <laughs> they should learn. They should learn. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like, Joey, you don't know what a chasm is? <laughs> Get oh, out. Useless. <laughs> Go back into your mother's womb. Loser. <laughs> what was you talking about in terms of an introvert, extrovert? What was going on? I, I think we just, like we were talking about where we like what, where we naturally sit. So I think a lot of people misunderstand introverts because I think that the world is an extrovert world. Most things are extroverted. Even if you go into an office, it's designed for extroverts. Whereas as introverts, I mean, Marlon and I were the same. We're both introverts. We just prefer to be tucked away with a box set or a nice book or a movie mm. like that's that's our that's where we recharge whereas um extroverts recharge from getting the energy from other people so they can go to a party be vibing with other people come away charged and ready to go to the next motive whereas for us we just want to go home and lock ourselves away in a dark room so we can recharge because we feel like we've spent all our energy being out i, I think i think there's this the like the experience of an ambivert which I, I've mm, become yeah. more connected with, yeah? Because if I don't feel engaged, the way I switch off and disappear <laughs> is <The> wild. Stush. <laughs> it is wild. Like, there was one time, so basically, and I'm trying not to hot anybody up and get in trouble, but basically we were holding a space 
and the space was quite is a is a mass it was a it was a mixed space actually, but it was like the, some of the men were quite young young comparison to me. And um what I realised is what I used to do, yeah, is like I used to dominate the spaces with with my experiences. So I've learned to just like allow the space to be it. Like wherever you are, you're at, it's fine. And like this 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 person's young man, by the way, twenty seven year olds, but even black ones, is just way too free and happy. It's really annoying. And so that he was just like he was like TikToking, dancing, he was just doing a lot of stuff. And so basically he was just talking about his experience and, and in my head and the only way to to communicate this is like I I, I look at rappers so that there's Jay Z code which is like grown man code mm-hmm. like fifty I got kids I got interests <laughs> code yeah. then there's like Kendrick Lamar which is slightly more academic still young but like thirty academic and then for me J Cole feels like university code like when you're in uni and you listen to J Cole it's like did you, did you hear what he said he said feelings like, oh <laughs> feelings like and so I felt like they were talking J J. Cole Cold, yeah, which is just like, you know, had, was authentic to them. And in my head, everyone around me, all my friends that knew me, saw me tap out. They just saw, they saw where my thing is, but normally I would go home, yeah? And they were like, this is so different, this new version of Marvin, where you're like, you haven't gone home, you've just tapped out, and you, you're just like meditating in our presence, and we're seeing you do it, and everyone's talking really passionately mm. around you. And when it came to me, I was just like, hmm, it's really interesting. <laughs> And then they were like, what? And I and I realized that there's just this this like when I'm not when I don't feel and this is so this is so rude because I've contextualized it now. I hope they're not listening. But when I don't feel like I'm gonna be stimulated, I don't I just I go somewhere. Mm. I just like I'm not interested. And I and I think like actually even people said that in, introverts are even just you know, they're introverted around people that they don't feel they have anything to say. Yeah. Or they don't yeah. feel like they have anything to connect yeah. with. It's not always just there's a lot of people, and so I have nothing to say. It's like actually the quality of conversation, the type of conversation that I want to have, isn't available here. So I'm tuning out. I I just don't want to have I just don't want to have any conversation. <laughs> be, be my my uh, introvert or being an introvert for for me is just a quiet quiet time because there's so many people around that I have to connect with at so many points in the week like I count down I'm saying to Marv I count down the days to I've got a quiet day you know what I mean till you know my girl's gone to her mum's or my daughter's gone back to her mum and then I've got an absolutely empty house with nothing to do so it's it's hit Friday four o'clock I'm done with work I know that no one's coming back here till Monday and it's relaxation I can fully recharge you know I could I can hoover I can you know wash my clothes I can hang them up I can open all the windows you know that that sort of recharge is 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 highly important. But I just it, t- it took me a long time to realize I just do not draw my energy from people. <laughs> yeah, That's so interesting. Yeah. When when did you discover? What age though? God, I must have been. I think it really hit home when I was at university because like at my parents' house, you're never really alone ever for that whole period, mm. the whole duration of time. It's very very rare, and then. Uh, when I hit university, where where I went to it was up in Bedfordshire. It was just quiet. At night time, there's no lights, there's no noise, there's no nothing, and I felt like a different person. Like you know, I fully recharged, and I can actually a hundred percent focus. And that was when my you know academia, my brilliance really shone through because I I had a hundred percent focus. I had space. Like I had a massive. They gave me the massive room with a single bed in the corner. 
had two desks at my computer. Like I could just be, my parents were like, you're a different person. I remember they came to my uni and were like, oh my God, like you're mm. so organized. And yeah, and I was just, I was just on point and I could just actually focus. I had a hundred percent me time. Yeah, so that's that's when it probably sort of hit home and then I just grew it <laughs> and, you know, made that space available for me, always. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting is that I suppose you only really know who you are when you get away from your, your family because it's quite, up until that point, it's very intense, isn't it? Like you're just in somebody else's space and somebody's rules. Like how much freedoms did you even have in your family house? I, I felt like I, I did until I left and I realised I really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you're forced to make Sunday dinner you got to start starting uh, Saturday afternoon if you don't take the, the meat chicken. out of the freezer oh yeah, yeah listen yeah. It, then you got to season it overnight as well yeah. you know like my mum was listen if there was a hair on any chicken bruv there was beef <laughs> may there never be a straw of hair on the chicken and you're just like I get it it's like hygiene it's not you know it's mm. not really nice but she would like inspect it and be like and then you just know you might get a chicken flung out your head but it's just like you know, just learn certain things that like my mum had this whole rule about like not cleaning you have to clean be out of the kitchen no more making food after 8 p.m which i thought was like it now i'm a grown-ass man i get it because like if you mess up my kitchen now after i cleaned it i want to chuck you out so you know whoever you are mm. but at the time, I was like, I'm hungry. It used to be like, it's 10 to 8. And we would scramble to make an extra slice of toast. <laughs> just so that we could get through to the morning. And it was just like, is that wrong? Is that okay? But it is. It's like, you motherfuckers are dirty. Did, how free were you in your house? I was going to say, you know, I think having a child now, I realized that like, my son, he's privileged. Like, he is living a life of a young middle-class white boy <laughs> like, that's, oh, in, comparison, really? in comparison to, to how I had it. Like, that's how it feels. Like, and what's what's funny with that is I try to, like, how do you explain to him that he's privileged when he knows nothing other than what he's experiencing? Ooh, yeah. So sometimes I try to draw comparisons to say, do you know what? You left that plate there from this morning. I couldn't have done that. My mum used to say to me, for example, if I left, if I had my breakfast in the morning before school and I left my bowl in the living room, that she'll come to my school with the bowl to make me wash up the bowl and put it back in the kitchen. What? That, 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 but that was her threat. That was her way of getting it into my head because... What? You know, as, as a child, you know, do you know what I think is? I think as a kid, we don't see mess. Like, I think you can just... I mean, my son walks... He, he will hop over things. You'll think he's playing like, <laughs> like total wipeout. The way he'll hop over things on the floor to get to where he's going and not see the mess on the floor... So, yeah, for me, that's what really showed me that, you know what, I might have had certain comfortabilities when I was younger, but my son, he, yeah, he's, he's stress-free, which, which I'm glad I'm able to offer him, but I do need to make that comparison sometimes to say, actually, what you're, what you're having now is a, is a privilege, and when you do misbehave, we're going to dial it back a bit because, yeah, really, you should be, you should be taking out your plate straight away. Have you been you given be him the it. spontaneous winding as a young 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 man just like winding him it's like, like giving a granddad yeah no we do that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah all the time all the time man. <laughs> all the time just thump him up at random like <laughs> even, even on road Some, sometimes i sometimes i do it on road and i have to look around and make sure that <laughs> no, 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 no social services no government yeah. agencies are, are you a dope like that is this, is this a part of your movements <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just have to take them out as well <laughs> and it just ramps up from there <laughs> punching old people in the throat <laughs> it's like I think I've seen you on PBC News. My experience was very similar to yours. Um, my mum wanted me hella domesticated. So I remember coming in from school and collars and cuffs. So I had to take off my shirt and get that soap. It was blue. 
and then do do okay. do my collar <laughs> <laughs> and then do my cuffs. So I mean, I I had I had freedoms, but the same like nothing like what my my daughter's got Sky in her room. She's got TV on the wall. Okay, yeah, you get me. She's yeah. got space. Wow, yeah, like she's. Set can up. you smell that privilege? Can you smell that privilege? My daughter doesn't wash up here. Like, she will leave her plate and I will go in and get it. <laughs> she will like, in my room and then I'll go in and get it. But I remember my mum, my, yeah. my, my, my if I didn't do my chores or like, so I had to wash the dishes. If I didn't wash the dishes and I went out, I'll come home and them, them shits will be on my bed. <laughs> 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 These times you're tired, you just want to lay down. (laughs) I know if I lay down, like you come in at three, I know my mum's going to be up at seven, three, eight, and she's going to come and get me. Like, why haven't you washed the dishes? Like, that was, yeah, and our cleaning, we had to be on point, like hoovering. My job was the hoovering, and my parents bought a Kirby. You know what a Kirby Hoover is? It's got got a headlight and it's heavy, bro. <laughs> like, and we had, we had two, three stories in our house, bro. And it's got different attachments. Oh, shit. So, yeah, listen, and it's solid metal. Like, Google it, the Kirby Hoover, yeah. They were the, they were the real ones. They were, the, they were, they were oh, like the bro. Apple Macs of Hoovers, like the Kirby. <laughs> Bad boy thing. You got a Kirby, you're going places, but. Yeah, you had different attachments, so the Hoover one, and like my dad would check. You could hear like if you didn't have the right attachment on, like you didn't raise, <laughs> you didn't raise it enough off wow. the carpet oh level. My gosh. Up the carpet, then you had to take that nozzle no. off, put the one on for the um for the stairs, you do all the stairs, and then the oh, corners. That's and the stair- this a is a big bro. beast. Is this the one that's red? It's not. It's silver. It's silver. It's Kirby. Is it? There's one here, yeah, that looks like you got to do a workout. Oh, you got to bend from your knees. Heavy, bro. <laughs> yeah, it looks, it looks that's industrial. That's why my shoulders are so square, bro. Yikes. <laughs> I have to lift it up and then, Lord, help you if that drops down the stairs. But your family was balling then about Kirby, bro. We used to have fudging Hoover, bro. Just Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> There's no brand into a Hoover. It was just, this is the Hoover from August. <laughs> take, take six years to pay for it and then it breaks. It's like, oh, that one's there, bro. Oh, Lord. Good. Are you guys watching any TV film recently? I just uh, I just watched Harder They Fall, which is uh, James Samuel. He's actually a, a good friend of mine. I say a good friend of mine. We haven't spoken in a minute because he's based in the US and he now hangs out with Jay Z and not me. But like, he's just one of those really good people that I met years ago. But he's got this film Harder They Fall with like every famous black person that's worth watching. Like Idris Elba is amazing in it. Dion Cole, the comedian's in it. Regina King is in it. Was Regina Hall? Yeah. One of the one of the Virginias. It's not helpful. And uh, who else is in it? Z- Zazi, the she was in a Joker. She was the the like okay, the neighbor. Yeah, okay. Beautiful woman. Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Step on her. May I look on her? Um, and then uh, uh, who else is in there? Um, Damon Wayans is in there. Junior is in there. It's like a really interesting okay, cast. Yeah. Um, what is it on Netflix? Keith Stanfield is amazing. I think it is coming on Netflix. It's currently in cinemas, though, okay. right now. Okay, right. I think it's a dual release. But it's just a really, really good film, you know? Mm. It's funny because I, I went to support him and obviously put his numbers up, but I wasn't supporting him when I was watching it. Like, it wasn't one of those where it's like, <laughs> doing it for the culture. Yeah. It's like, this is a really good film. I was, like, enjoying it. I think the dialogue is good. The action's good. It's quite gory. And I was just like... This is a really good film. You know when like black people make really good things? So I also went to the Black Business Week. But like 
I, I, black people just do stuff and you're like I know you, you this is really good I was looking at Raphael who did the show I was like this is so good isn't it I was talking to him like he was a child <laughs> who painted something for my fridge <laughs> but I was just so happy this really well run event that had happened it's at bloody Queen Elizabeth Conference Centre um, incredible Trevor McDonald was there they let me host a room Double Black Men had the breakfast I was like this is amazing so is it like there's like a thing when black people do something incredible? What what are you guys watching? I just finished watching you, the third series of you. Have you seen that? All right, mate, calm down. Where were you when you saw always watching me? At <laughs> 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 your window, like so could have been. Is that how you move your mattress? If you had a Kirby bread up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin, your leg line is fantastic. <laughs> you sleep too long. You sleep too long. <laughs> what moisturizer do you use? Exactly. <laughs> if you put your computer on this side, you get more sunlight and you'll recharge <laughs> I've always wanted a sexy stalker. Anyway, what, what are you watching? Was you? Yeah, so what the third it? season of you. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it's about a guy who's a stalker. Um, now he's and 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 murderer, serial killer. But it's just got very clever twists in it. And then um, he's married a woman who's also on what he's on, <laughs> but worse than him. <laughs> so yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but it's really it's sort of really really interesting. The other thing that I'm watching is The Walking Dead, which, which I love. Um, it's 11 seasons in now. It's pro- for, for some people, they probably... 11 Yeah, seasons. they probably petered off. But the, the, That's a commitment. I trust me, the, the sociologist in me loves the looking at the apocalypse. What, what could happen if, okay, if yeah. you know, food structures or society breaks down, you know? And it's really interesting looking at the different factions that people splinter off into. So, you know, some people went straight into cannibalism. Some people tried to recreate society. Some people were just on like scavenging. Some people like fully turned and like were emulating the zombies. Some people were just, it's just an absolute uh, maelstrom of different activity of how society could respond to this zombie apocalypse, essentially. And I, I just find it, I find it, it mm. fascinates me, absolutely fascinates me. So, and there's a whole host of different shows that are similar to like that, like the event and the last man standing and all of that. So I, I kind of into that. That's the sort of geek introvert in me. And then also really? What If. Okay. I've been watching What If as well. I don't know if you're... What's that Marvel, one? Marvel guys. What If. It's on um, Disney. So basically it just looks at different scenarios. So like if um, the Winter Soldier was someone else or, you know, if, if Thanos was someone else and then it goes on a whole different... Uh, storyline if you know if slight things changed in the universe then what exactly would happen um it's just a just a interesting i could talk about this stuff for days <laughs> <laughs> Hold the whole... what, what are you watching Marv? two things i watched recently obviously like squid game probably like the rest of the world um yeah i got caught up on that and then i watched um is it clickbait as well that was that was an interesting one yeah, that yeah, that got me. Every episode, I was hooked, like not knowing where it was gonna go. Yeah, I really. I... Did you find yourself binge watching? Did you find yourself like doing an, an absurd morning of the night? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I I, I was working, <laughs> and it, and it'll be on, it'll be on as well. <laughs> yeah, just working, chomping my way through them episodes. But no, it was good. I enjoyed that actually. Yeah, I I, I um I did I did enjoy that. I found the end. It was so random though. There was no, there yeah, was no thread yeah, between exactly. that. I can see how that could happen, though. It's like you know, addiction and wanting affection and affiliation. That was that was weird, man. That, that was weird, <laughs> but it felt it felt like a slight jump 
to get mm. to that to make that interesting. Sure, yeah. I think yeah. you know if there was a sign of that in the actual episodes before, it would have been a cool thing. Would have been yeah, a exactly. Would have been her, but then it being her, but also just how it actually happens where we, the, you know, the twist where it's like, sorry to anyone listening, then, where we thought it was one person, <laughs> but it wasn't yeah. them because it led us mm. quite far. And we thought, I was like, yeah, oh, this you got to be the end, thing. yeah. And then there was another twist at the end, so it is yeah, really, really exactly. good. Exactly. Uh, I'm currently watching um, Succession, which I Wicked. love because it's just about business. I, I basically watch business-related things and law. Okay. And, yeah. like, no, no surprises there, then, really. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> any, anything where someone's taking over the world or like taking over a company, screwing people over, you know, just like got me watching it like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Um, but the thing I like about Succession, yeah, is it's almost like it, it's the scale of the corporation. It's the scale of it, the departments, the countries. And all the characters and a nepotism. Crazy. There's a lot of stuff we don't really know about, like top level white business. Like we just don't know Mm. it. And so, you know, you think about someone at News Corp and you're like, oh yeah, his brother, his son did run it for a very long time. And then he's recently left and gone and done something else. And, you know, they've got a couple of key players that hold that space for them. And you kind of think, right, that's really how it must run. Because there must be bare things that they've done that's like, ugh. But it never really falls down directly on Rupert Murdoch. It always kind of falls somewhere out oh, in the world. Yeah. And you start to see how that actually happens. Mm. Also, just like the way he manipulates his children. Now, obviously, I have two children. That I- Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Love. And I do one day would like them to inherit at least the wealth from what I have created, but... I can't imagine like playing my children off each other like as a way of being. Just like waking up and being like, yeah. Do you wanna run the company? <laughs> and they're being like, You will not run the company like that. And it's like constantly yeah. like and they're all just like chasing it so badly. It's just really interesting watching how that whole world works because we don't we don't have that here. Like my mum handed me love. <laughs> she paid me rent. <laughs> so that's about you know, it. You know who my favourite character in that is? Greg Gregory. No Gregory. Which one's Gregory? Um, he's like the, like the not. He's a cousin. He's the the dad. The, you know the main dad. Yes, the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Grandson. Um, he's quite nerdy. Yeah, really nerdy. But he he's gonna end up getting it. I'm telling you, he's he's gonna fall I, I into it. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You know. You know what I liked about him is when he were like when I realized he was a real person when he was like um 
they were, uh, they basically had done something and they were like, burn the evidence, yeah? And it was burning the evidence. <laughs> yeah. He was like, hold on a minute. I didn't and get he some of it. one of the <laughs> files. And I was looking at this guy like, yo, you are real. Yeah, that crud. Yeah, that innate yeah. thing. Definitely. Do you think we all kind of have that a little bit of that in us? Just a little bit of like self-preservation at all costs, which is like, fuck this shit. Yeah, 100. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. You know, you know, you know, when you start working somewhere, you'll get your first job and someone asks you to do something really weird, but they will call you. Usually yeah. it's an email and they're like, um, I was just wondering if you could, uh, you know, do this thing really quickly. And they're like, hmm. Pull it in the email. <laughs> there, so and so, you asked me to do X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? You have to. You have to have that self preservation. You can get stitched up at any yeah. point. And and I, and I think as well as black people, there's always that that hesitation. If someone came up to me, but when I saw my house and someone offered me something, I'm gonna think about it twice as long and hard before I walk away with it, just because I'm thinking, how are they gonna stitch me up? Mm. You know, what? How is this gonna turn and, and make me look like the bad guy, even if I wasn't a bad guy? Mm. So yeah, I, I agree, man. Self preservation all the way. Do, do, but do you think yeah that sometimes these shows like accelerate your conspiracy theory mind a little bit where you're just like <laughs> you're like you want, you want me to do what with this like and then hold on a minute let me just you start thinking like actually this could be a part of a major plot and you just start behaving in some mad way have you ever actually experienced anything at work that's made you feel like this is probably a national scandal right okay, this is in the old job I wouldn't say where but it was in the old company I was working in and someone came in as one of the developers and he was looking at a system that that we were using and we, we, we got talking about compensation. And he was saying that the whole compensation movement came about when, I can't remember what car manufacturer it was, but they made a fault within one of their cars. And they just decided, rather than recall all the cars and fix the problem, which would cost X amount, they'll just wait for people to complain. And they'll just fix those who complain. And that's what, that's what originally got me thinking of the idea that actually, yeah, this, this world isn't fair. It's not balanced because it is, you know, whoever shouts the loudest, they're the ones that get the treatment. And if you're quiet and you just go along with it, then yeah, you're always going to get the shitty end of the stick, to be honest. That's so wild, though. But I can imagine how that culture is created. And now they yeah, just they, yeah. they basically just be like, oh, it'll cost us 30 million now to record these yeah, exactly. nappies, nappies. We'll just wait. And when they do complain, it'll probably cost us 150,000 because nothing's there you can't go. bother to complain. Exactly. Um, I suppose it's different if it's life or death, but even that, I think, largely. Even that, man. I mean, yeah. look at, look at, I mean, track and trace. They're saying it costs 37 billion. Yo. <laughs> man, we need to vote Tory, you know, brother. Start collecting these coins and handing it back yeah, out to our people. Where, I mean, 37, yeah, 37 billion. billion. Madness. I could have done. I could have said that. And it doesn't work. Uh, we could have done that. We could have <laughs> set that up. Wicked. Don't, don't us that free, yeah. like, yo, yo, preloaded app man. platforms. You have yeah. COVID. Stay in your house. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't make Marvin drive by and see you outside. Go home, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, go home. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I beg you, go home, bro. Like, everyone on the block. Everyone on the block. Yeah, right? exactly. You have them looking for you. <laughs> oh, we, we could have paid for the whole black community to police the whole thing. It would have been a vibe, man. It would have been wicked. Parents. Tempted by that brand new 221 Ford car? Really want to give in to the temptations? Rest assured, Ford Options has you covered with greater financial flexibility. All thanks to a low rate APR and up to a €1,500 deposit contribution, meaning you can drive off in a new 221 Ford Kuga or Puma on your terms. Tempted? Ford. Bring on tomorrow. Search Ford.ie. Lending criteria conditions apply. Participating dealers for selected models ordered by 31st of December and registered by 31st of March. Consumer hire purchased by Bank of Ireland Leasing Limited trading as Ford Credit. Dealer charges may apply. Ownership remains with Ford Credit until the final payment is made. 
know what? So basically, we got a brief here because uh, uh, sometimes we get asked to do campaigns with like, you know, different entities, and so we like one of them was like, "Oh, could you help us just remind people that you know COVID is still out there? Could they keep washing their hands and like wearing masks and stuff where possible?" And I was like, "Yeah, we'll do that." But I was like, "I only want to do it if it's fun for us. Like, if we're doing it yeah. in a way, yeah." So the idea that I had was like, let's do it as like how our mums would tell us to like go wash our hands like you ain't wash your hands you know like at dinner where you come with your, your dirty hands from outside yeah yeah i want people to t- retell yeah. the story like that yeah. like like how how your mum would tell you to go wash your hands or that we ever ask and like all that kind of stuff because i think the way our parents talk to us is wild they talk to us like they don't love us but that yeah, is the way yeah. to know that they love us it's because they're cussing you because you haven't washed your hands and I don't want you to die, Marvin. So yeah. you get a little cuss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it toughens you up as well. It gives you that thicker skin. Yeah. So you can deal with whatever people throw at work because, mm. you, yeah, if you can deal with your parents, yeah, you're not scared of anything else. Nah. Do you know what's funny? Uh, we had a family gathering my brother's birthday. So my birthday to him is 43. Ironically, yeah, this podcast originally was meant to be based on me, him, uh, one of his, uh, my cousin actually, and his, and his, his friend. Who were all of us were dads. It's meant to be called Dad Bod. This was the original like idea for Dumb Black Dads, really. And we we're just gonna have a chat about everything in the world, football, whatever, as four dads. Um, so anyway, so his birthday uh, was last week, and my sister was just like playing with this idea of like, why are kids so soft these days? Like they're full of anxiety, and we had this massive discussion about it as a family. I was like, actually. I, like my view is always coaching i always think the answer is like how you're parented that's my answer for everything and i i dig into that but it's like she's just like yeah there's people's kids who are scared to go outside they can't take tests they can't take exams like they're really really full of anxiety like what do you think that is do you do is that how you have experienced it as well just like obviously marvin you have a, you both have children that are pre just preteen. like how is is it is it full of anxiety around them and their schools and friends and their work yeah, I, I wouldn't say so. I think as a parent, I'm conscious of projecting the anxiety because I feel like my son, he he doesn't see it. So it's me that might be walking down the street and I might notice something, but he's carefree, he's in his own world. He he probably still looks at the police as the good guys and, you know, we'll see a group of guys and not feel threatened or intimidated. So I think he's not really present to that. So I'm conscious of the fact that one day he he's going to learn and he will know, but I don't want to give that to him too soon. I don't want to make him too fearful too soon. So mm. I think... I try to almost be behind like as a safety net, but if I'm not needed, it's fine. But if I am needed, I'm there. But I don't I don't want to hold his hand and walk him through it, if you see what I mean. So I'll allow him to go out and fail. And then afterwards, we can have that. Let's, like, for example, he's got a jiu-jitsu tournament on Sunday. So this is his first tournament. He's, he's, a, he's a white belt with two stripes, but, he, but he's going into a tournament. And because he's, a, he's taller than, than some of the other kids from maybe like nine years old, eight, nine years old, he's always been training with the teenagers anyway. So mm. if, if I amped that up and made him feel like, oh, you're training with the teens, they're going to be too strong. Some of them will be up to 18. They're going to throw you around. He probably would have went in there and felt inadequate. But mm. by not doing it, I mean, like, yeah, man, let's go and train, do your thing. Even though I'm probably worrying it inside, he's gone in there and he's thrived and it's not been an issue. So, yeah, sometimes I think it's just we can hold the anxiety, but if we project it onto them, that's where it does, does the damage. So, mm. so, my, so my, my, my dad trained me to face things head on. So, so, so there is no anxiety, if that, if that makes sense. We have a fearless culture. In, so my dad's alpha, my granddad's alpha. I'm probably the alpha somewhere along there. It's probably one of my sisters, but hey, <laughs> I got broke up by them for many years. <laughs> but, so we have, there, there's, there's no fear. They're like, you know, 
my friends never really understood it, but I, you know, my dad removed the fear. So I challenge everything like face on. So if, if you do wrong, no matter how bad it is, like you have to come home and face my dad. <laughs> you have to do it. So that that helped me remove the fear. And I've sort of passed that on to my daughter. So she she is some fears because of what uh, the way her mum raises her, but she's also quite fearless as well. So she faces the world as such as well, you know what I mean? So the whole man them on the corner, that's not a problem for her. You know what I mean? Doing a test, that's that's not an issue for her. You know what I mean? She carries some anxieties, but, you know, it's like she sort of reflects on what, what she's learnt from me and then, boom, and she goes, like, I'm going to face this head on, you know, someone's giving me aggro, like, you know, the same as you, Marv, like, we play for my daughter is a, I feel sorry for her boyfriend. Look, and, I'm, and I'm probably taking a long way with how to love because it's not it's not rocking <laughs> it's not rocking it's not rocking with your best friend uh, like I'm, a knee in his grave trust me punching headlocks I like right my daughter's on it any day any time like we'll have a disagreement <laughs> like, we'll like what are you looking at what are you looking at like we'll do this you want to fight on the streets we'll fight on the earth you'll see us just like rocking it out <laughs> rocking it out on the streets <laughs> in the car like you know what? I just think dad love is so so unique man like mums would never do that shit in a million uh, years bro, let me tell you a story we were i went and bought her some glasses um so her glasses were old she needed a new one her, her eye test so we went and did that and we were ramping in the in the shop like stepping in each other and it gets worse and worse and worse and like so the chairs are moving like you're in a little booth and it's just <laughs> <laughs> rocking anyway we come outside we're carrying on we're still rocking along the street just messing about and some italian woman was like hey and I was like, oh, here we go. Yes. She's like, I love your relationship. You father daughter? <laughs> I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I love it. it. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, that's my God. Like I wanted to say I'm a dog black dad. Listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> but yeah, man. It, it's, it's, I love that stuff. It's, it's great, though. It's, 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 so, it's so good. Like, um, thank God I don't have a son. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he'd be on smoke. If he was on what I was on and went to a boys' school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, imagine, imagine a 12-year-old with no fear. So, like, I'd challenge teachers. Like, pe- people would, would, or they perceived it as being rude, but I had no fear. Like, if you're saying something that doesn't make sense, like, the Romans just turned up. No, bro. How did, how you just turn, you can't turn up to someone's country. Like, no, no. What did oh, they you're do before? about that level. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, bro, they don't teach you that. I don't know. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> Christopher who? I Googled it 15 minutes before class. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> That's wrong. Nah, Christopher Columbus is wrong. Yeah. No, he was a tyrant. <laughs> you know what's mad, Jay, is that sometimes when I do deliveries, yeah, because, you know, I, I, I know what I'm talking about, but like some of the, the stats and formal stuff have to be added in. And I got to learn it before we do it. And it's so funny, like how the part where you think people could challenge you and really probably the whole thing fall down, they never, never do. But then it's like something really simple. They'll just be like, so, so black lives matter. I don't, I don't know about that. But like, the part where I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'll start inviting them to this idea that like, you know, white extremism, da, 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 da. Nothing. Silence. Second you say, you say one other thing, they're just like, oh, um, actually, yeah. just can I come off mute? Actually, that's quite right. And you're like, yeah, bro, that's right. I knew that. Yeah. And it's funny because one time I used the word queer, yeah? Uh, and I, I keep doing it because we, are, we have dope black queers, so I use the language queer. And if you're over 50, it's like the word to you someone was like it means sick you can't use that word it means sick i could tell she was old i could tell she was like 
55, 55 leader of the Karens Hertfordshire division. I could tell, yeah, because she was so clear and she captured me. And like, so I just went, I just went through, and there was like so interesting because the question that I was talking about as she wrote that was about how to if you had to challenge somebody if they impact you, yeah, in the workplace. So I'm talking about this framework of communication, which is like you know you acknowledge that maybe you you got it right, you got it wrong. If you're in a big space and you don't want to deal with it now, we can defer this and talk to it later. Um, and she was doing it. It was almost like she was giving me the example and the context that I needed. Like, because I, for me, yeah, it's like I don't mind being wrong. I'm not, I'm not that passionate about the idea of being right. And I knew it factually. It's like, yeah, if I saw Arsenal won two nil and I like, I know that was the score, and you're telling me it wasn't, then I'll tell you. And I'm really like, no, go check. But like for things that are about humanity that are so nuanced and fluid a lot of the times you're sharing like indications like invitations of where to look where there might be a symptom of something there is no like deep fact universal truth because what may work for all three of us will have a different version of truth for black masculinity so it's an invitation to themes patterns consistencies narrative whatever that's going on so when people come back and try to debate something like that it's just like look i have a group of i, I think we've, we have like three groups of queer, uh, consultants from lgbtqia communities and they all are happy with the queer language. So it's like, if someone on the call who is queer that says, I find that really offensive, I'm, like, I'm sorry that impacted you, but this is where it was, where it came from. If you want to talk about it later, let's talk about it later. But, you know, that's it. It's not a, it's not an antagonistic view. I think a lot of people struggle with how to be wrong. I think, I think that's a really common thing because they're quite attached to their ideas. I found this in the group a lot. It used to really annoy me, but it, I, don't, I care less now. But like at the time, it used to annoy me where, you know, somebody would say do something pretty innocent or say something and misspeak or something and people would drill on that that miscommunication to be like no that's not right you shouldn't do that and then you've got people who never speak piling on to this poor person who's trying to spill his guts i was like that's not the spirit of what we're here for man it's like you know what people are saying when they're saying it it's like no actually that's not true it's like well all right but he's just saying he's sad and and I, I think that's what's um the hard part and i, I don't know do you, do you how do you guys do you ever find yourself trapped? What's your like thing? What's your thing that like you trip up on often just on your like how you're behaving? I know mine. I think I think for me it's that typical I'll just get ignorant. Like if I'm if I'm thinking something or, I'll, or I've got an argument I want to prove a point and it's like what you were saying, if someone is just being intentionally obnoxious, I feel like for me it can make me quite ignorant because I feel like I know what I'm saying you're chatting shit so how many times do I have to repeat it until you get it actually do you know I'm not going to repeat it no more you just got to accept what I've said and I can be quite quite headstrong in that but I think I like from what you were saying before one a quote that I heard recently was when you're born with privilege equality seems like oppression and that's always stuck with me because it's almost like when, when you're trying to let someone know what fairness is and, and how to be fair with, with other people or people that maybe previously were getting less than them, they feel like you're taking something that they've always been entitled to and they deserve. And that creates a bit of a battle. So I've, I've had that quite a lot, especially obviously the conversations around race and things you're saying there like about Black Lives Matter and stuff. I find I know I'm not going to win that person because they're just going to walk away as, as ignorant as they were before. But I find it very hard to budge on some of those issues when I know that what we're what we're asking for is just a basic human right, mm. but they're they're trying to battle me on it when it has no impact on their life, but it has an impact on our life. But they just don't want to be they don't want to be wrong, so they're they're going to be wrong and strong in that in that argument. But yeah, it just makes me get ignorant. And I think as I've alluded to before, when I was younger, I'd be like I'd be like Marlon, I'd want to flip tables and, oh. and kind of go crazy. Whereas now it's more like okay, more chilled, more reserved, but 
I've marked your card. You're a dickhead. Like, I'm not going to deal with you anymore type of, type yeah. of thing. You know, you know, um, you know yeah. for me, it's, it's, it's more like my, I, I, I take solace in the fact that I'm here. Like, so <laughs> you want to be racist? Whatever, like, I is here. <laughs> like, I'm up in the mm. green in my house. <laughs> yeah. my, my dad settled here. My daughter's here. Like, my legacy's long now. So I'm here. And what I do is just throw dry humour at it. Like, you get it, you get it. Like, my sarcasm is is for days. <laughs> for absolute mm. days. Like, I'm so confident and, and, and cemented in the fact that, like, I'm here. Like, my grand laid a sick foundation. My dad laid a sicker foundation. I'm going to put even sick. Like, we're, we're here. I'm, I'm black British. Black English. Whatever offends you more. <laughs> I'm that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, I'm, and I'm middle class now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been collecting coins. Yeah, yeah exactly. We we yeah, up there exactly. now. We up there now. A holiday four times a year. <laughs> yeah, we, we own property. Yeah, we here. <laughs> we here. <laughs> is, is that is that is that is that our version of justice? Is just like you know. So it's really interesting, and I'm gonna get. I'm probably gonna get in trouble. But I was doing something, and um, someone that I knew came, and they were observing it. And they're observing the structure of it and the conversation in it. I'm trying to be vague on purpose. And they were just like, this is cool, yeah, but we're a group of black people talking about how we can improve our proximity to whiteness. Is this a good thing? And I was like, yo, that kind of like blew my mind. And, and I can't give too much context away because it's not fair. But like, sometimes I feel like there's a bit of like, to prove our value, it's like, look how good are we are doing your own thing. Now, there is a bit of like, you know, like Jesse Lingard dancing at the Emirates. It's a bit like that sometimes. It's a bit like, I'll come to your stadium and dance at your stadium. What? I scored. Da, 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 da. But sometimes I'm just like, do you, is that? What? If, I, don't, I don't know. There's like, I don't actually know what the opposite of that is. That's, that's the thing. I don't know what the opposite of that is. We, we are saying we're dancing on your st- in your stadium and you're p- paying us for it. Ha, ha, ha. But what would the other more radical version of that actually be that centered in us? But it's it's not to prove we're not. I'm not proving anything because I know no other. You get me. So I've got mm. my Caribbean heritage. I haven't lost that. You know the food, the culture, the language. You know the um, the sentiments, the 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 rules of engagement. I've got that. But I know no other. So I, I'm here by default because Mandem invited. But you know. Uh, whoever invited us in the 60s so we're here and is it not for me to adopt the culture so yeah. so i've yeah. created my own subculture or my family have created their own subculture out of it so i don't have to prove nothing you know what i mean i'm just yeah. emulating what i see with what my parents and grandparents gave me and we've made a subculture that's what people have been doing for centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries. we're not the first you know what I mean? It, like there was kings and uh, in Africa that went to all parts of Europe and exactly. uh, yeah. and into Scandinavia and did the same thing, set up settlements and whatnot. So it's it's not for me to prove. You know what I mean? I'm not proving anything. Like this is this is what it is, and, and that's what's hard for people to accept. This is this is what it is, and it's not the fact that I'm on par. I've created my own thing, and it's much better, and it and it vibes <laughs> it vibes better, and it bangs better. So I, I have that. I'm um, I don't, I, I don't walk with that energy that I have to prove. Like, bun, bun proving, like, I'm here. I've got the same degrees as you. I've got the same masters as you. I've got the, the, the you know, better intelligence. Like, we here. <laughs> we here. You can't accept it, then keep it moving. 
I was going to say, I mean, I, I like the point you made, Marlon, because I was going to say as well that, um, you know, even I think the oldest skeleton they found in the UK, the they, like the Cheddar, the Cheddar Gorge man, there was another one oh. they found over here. The man's a black man. Like, you look at him, he was found, <laughs> <laughs> he's how many thousands of years old? Um, and it looks like a black man. They called it the Cheddar Gorge man, mm. um, I think is the one. And, and yeah, you're right. There's another Scandinavian woman. I think they call her like the Ivory yeah, Bangle the Ivory Bangle or something like yeah, that. Yeah, mad and like, it's a black woman. Yeah. You get me? So we've, we, like you said, we've been here. Like this is this is us. We've been here. And I think the problem there is, as people say that like slavery and stuff like that is taught as black history when that's white history. If we really want to get techie, I think they're very, at times, some white people are ignorant of their own history. And even in the UK, the slavery that they perpetrated in the Caribbean and things like that. So often, like you said, Marlon, it's letting them know that now we, we belong here, we have a right to be here. And actually, if you knew your own history, you some elements you'd want to hang your head in shame when you understood what was done to us, but we thrive regardless. And um, to, to Marvin's point as well, I think what I like now is that, I mean, you mentioned Jay-Z earlier, and I think Jay-Z's transcended. He does what he wants. You know, he's got his free-form locks. He doesn't care. He, he didn't want his music on Spotify or other platforms. He did his own thing. And I think I think that's a good way of emulating that kind of like that black excellence to say, do you know what? We don't need to work with you. We can do our own oh. thing and have you begging to work with us. And then for my birthday, I'm going to release my discography with you because your, your, your customers are, are begging for it. So now yeah, I'm going to yeah, give yeah. it to you. And well, I think, yeah, it's about leveraging that as well. Sick. Brothers, thank you so much, man. For a podcast that had no title, we actually covered a lot of shit. We might do <laughs> yeah, this more often, good. bro. Once good. a month, we just go have a chat and don't even yeah. bother um, bother to even come up with a title. But, like, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Again, obviously, everyone, make sure you tune in and follow us and, you know, hit us up as well, man. We like to hear back from people. I started getting DMs, actually, a lot more recently, which is scary. So if they get bad, I'll let you know. But and if, they're, if they're the ones that Marvin likes then I'll tell you alright guys thank you so much Love. Uh, peace and so thank you guys for listening I really much appreciate it we'll be back next week with another episode uh, you can find us at uh, at Dope Black Dads on all social media platforms you can also email me for a chat at hello at dopeblackdads.com thank you so much for listening my brothers I appreciate you all uh, we'll be back next week Every day you trust your gut and that gut feeling can lead to a kick in the guts but your gut instinct was right so you bust a gut because someone will have your guts if you don't. <sighs> you know what your gut deserves? Glenillen Farm Yogurt. Bursting with live cultures it's the daily way to keep your gut happy and healthy and tastes delicious to boot. Choose Irish, choose local, choose Glenillen Farm. Here at B&Q, we've launched our brand new website, DIY.ie. Browse thousands of products available for home delivery and one-hour click and collect. Visit DIY.ie today. You can do it when you B&Q it. Delivery and click and collect available on selected products and locations. Restrictions apply. Delivery charges may apply. See DIY.ie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 